0: Giving back to my community has always been a big part of who I am. I'm thankful to my father who's right here behind me. Growing up, just watching him do community days in our community, and uh, I just always was waiting on my time when it came. One of my favorite quotes "It's A blessing to be a blessing. With that being said, I plan to never take this position for granted and always have an urgent approach in making a, a difference in the community where I come from and also
3: communities across the world.
4: And it's DeMar Hamlin. Two bits of news on DeMar Hamlin. One, that he won that Alan Page Award from the NFLPA, voted on Mm -hmm. by the players. Two, tweeted this out a little bit ago this morning. NFLPA medical director, quote, I guarantee you DeMar Hamlin will play again. Yeah, how about that? And the quote goes on to say, without getting into HIPAA stuff, (laughs) it's quite a guarantee. Not if, but when. Uh, a caller called in to talk about this, and I don't want to get into hip issues, but I guarantee you that DeMar Hamlin will play professional football again.
0: That from the NFLPA's medical director, Tom Mayer. And for his position, and I don't think he'd put his credibility on the line unless he had a very good reason to believe that that's going to happen, that that's the case. So, holy
4: cow! Wow. Yeah. All right. Eight hundred three zero five fifty. Joining us on the Western Hotline is Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Gearing up for the uh, Super Bowl comes Sunday, Ben. Good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. How are you today?
1: Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Joe. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty great day. Obviously, looking forward to a big game on Sunday. But uh, you know, love love being able to chat with you guys about it as well.
4: I'll tell you. You know, we've got the game. There's there's plenty of angles. There's the the betting side of it. There's the football scheme side of it. My favorite thing. I saw you posted this. The analytical breakdown of the most valuable Super Bowl squares. I mean you do this is the Lord's work that you're doing. You can find out exactly how valuable your square is
1: right i mean that's that's kind of the thing right and I think you know I do it more from a bad beat perspective, so if someone lands on you know seven three seven seven, or something in the first quarter and doesn't end up winning at least they know that they had you know at least a valuable piece that didn't come through of course so it's it's definitely uh you know a labor of love I would say at this point.
0: So where's your attention turn for this game right now? Are you focusing on prop bets? Or are you looking more at the lines uh, for the teams? What's What's got your attention at the moment?
1: Yeah, a lot of prop bets. i probably spent, I would say, way too much time uh, trying to analyze and maybe price out some of these novelty props as well. I get, I get wrapped into the ones that we don't commonly uh, get to see because I do really enjoy kind of pricing out some of those things. But, yeah, it, it's mainly been, you know, props I do think. You know, either some alt numbers on like overs or unders for specific players is very much the correct side. But kind of like you guys mentioned before, I think there's uh, not only a really interesting team building lesson that's kind of happening with both these teams, but there's also like a ton of, uh, I would say, schematic nuances that are really going to be interesting to see how both teams kind of approach that and, and approach it from a matchup perspective. And I very much think like, you know, outside of the quarterback position, those two things are really going to be the reason why one of these teams, I would say, win.
4: You know, as you talk about schematic builds and all that, I'm sure that, you know, just off the top of my head, there are three builds. One, you have a rookie quarterback that's good, and you should go in, all in, all around them, right? That's the Eagles here making big splashes. Two, you have a stud quarterback that makes a lot of money, and you've got to make tough decisions like the Tyreek Hill trade and do the best you can to surround him. And then the other is that you don't have that quarterback and you've got to kind of find a way to get to it. So, um, but I mean, I'm i always interested about the rookie quarterback contract discussion because I don't think it gets oversold, but I do think it gets treated like it's a sustainable thing and no one's ever going to stick with the model. You only get a short – you get one window with it. No one's going to
0: not right. sign yeah, their guy. Everybody's
4: eventually yeah. going right. to sign that guy. So how much is that a model versus a circumstance that you you know you get as a part of drafting one?
1: Yeah, I I do think it's very much more of a circumstance. It's like kind of like you guys said. Like we we've we've never seen a, a quarterback really that's kind of played at like a you know a top eight or better level on a rookie deal, not get some sort of extension, basically, right? Like the Mark Jackson would very much kind of be the outlier in that scenario, and, and I think, you know, he's not a unique situation because the Ravens have very much built an offense around him, but he very much is probably, like, an exception to that rule as far as, like, where his contract goes, but but it is kind of this heuristic, right? And I think more of what you can take away from it is, like, you probably shouldn't chase a guy like, you know, Derek Carr on a, on a veteran deal, or even from the Minnesota Vikings' perspective. You probably shouldn't pay and chase a guy like Kirk Cousins, where they kind of have already found out that he maybe he maybe isn't the answer to get you over the top, even on a rookie deal. So why would you ever consider, you know, him potentially being an option on a veteran deal and and still trying to build that core around him that he very much needs? I would say in order to be successful and, and can't really elevate a, a ton of things around him. So. I think it's more going to probably maybe do away or do not necessarily allow teams to maybe go down this like veteran retreat quarterback option from a different team. And I think that should be probably the main fundamental shift that we see from a team building perspective, because you do very much have to identify and hit on that guy. And you have the early window uh, where you kind of have a really solid team around him, and then later on, you, you know, you very much have to kind of cut some of those pieces out and then really find out, you know, if that guy is going to live up to an elite level year in and year
0: out. And these two teams have one guy in a massive deal, Mahomes, one guy in a rookie deal, and Hurts. We were looking yesterday at a line, I think it was 3 to 1, that a non quarterback would win Super Bowl MVP. Do, do you feel like there is a circumstance or there is a likelihood, or I guess a path? For someone not name not name Mahomes or homes or hurts winning it that you see as likely,
1: I, I honestly I don't see a very a very likely path to it because I think any way any way in which you see like a you know there is some precedence for like a, a pass catching option winning the MVP, but that would take I would say almost kind of like a dramatic mistake from either Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, or Jalen Hurts to see a guy like A.J. Brown maybe even squeeze in for, you know, going for like 102 touchdowns or something like that, or Travis Kelsey even getting up to that 150 yards in the touchdown type area, like those are all still coming from Patrick Mahomes, right? So unless he has, a, you know, a, a, an interception or a, a bad fumble or uh, something else, like There's just not a lot of ways or wiggle room that another offensive guy can do it. So I think if you do want to play, you know, somebody outside of the quarterback position, you know, you know, you maybe have to look at running backs. But of course, you know, both these teams have, you know, a a, a number of different options for both pass catching running backs and rushing the football that I don't think locking into either one of those guys either. So then you're kind of looking at defenses. And we've seen even when when guys kind of have like the big interception type play from the secondary, like they're not really all that inclined to win either. So I think if you're playing anybody, like maybe it's a guy like on Reddick, but uh, I think that would take a very specific case where he does have a very high sack number, maybe gets a strip sack on Patrick Mahomes and kind of wins it that way. But uh, I I think for my money, especially in some of those multi-way markets, I'm probably just you know, laying off in the MVP type bet in that scenario.
4: Pro Football Focus is Ben Brown joining us. On on overs and unders, you know, you, you mentioned you like alt lines, alternate lines where you kind of move it up and down. Sometimes I feel like when you have two offenses that are high powered, it can be really tough. Uh, these These two offenses are number one and two in explosive plays, which could mean lots of scoring, but could also mean that, you know we we watched the Bills and Chiefs play earlier this year and the game only had 48 points was or 44 it was 24 to 20 sometimes there just aren't enough possessions because these teams know you're playing each other and you're playing very high powered offenses so it kind of ends up being like i don't know a, a lower event game and less chaos right. and i don't know how you know what the best way is to predict that like what, what models you might use for that kind of game
1: yeah and i think you can look you know going back to like the defensive scheme and matchups like the the Chiefs specifically play, you know, the third highest rate of cover two. this too high shell, very much trying to limit some of those explosive deep type plays and are very much kind of daring teams to rush the football and try and beat them that way. And then if they do have some success on early downs and in, in the early part of their drive, like they're hoping they can get stops in the red zone, hold them to three points, and, and still very much consider that a win with Patrick Mahomes. Now, 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 kind of people like taking over their, the field and the football at that point in time. So, I think it's going to be interesting. I do think outside of the quarterback position, like this game is very much going to come down to you know how the Chiefs approach that matchup from a defensive line perspective, especially along the edge with Frank Clark and George Klosskis. Like I know they're going to they're going to need to matter from a pass rush perspective but they're also really going to be important from you know run defense setting the edge not allowing that outside contain to get broken because if they do uh you know it's going to be a long way for their secondary and some of those linebacker situations to be making you know tackles on rushing plays seven eight nine ten yards downfield so if that happens i do think we could see the eagles kind of be methodical and moving the football down the field a, a high degree of, of, of rush attempts that are successful and if they do that you know they're very much condensing and limiting the game and, and probably adding some variance in their direction for you know Patrick mahomes to not have some sort of master master class type comeback and i think that's got to be the way in the hope that you know if you're an eagles back or that that the game starts and because if if the eagles are kind of playing from behind here like that's that. That's very much going to be the narratives that everyone suggested, as far as like their strength of schedule. They haven't really come back, you know, win down against any sort of good team so far this season. And when they have come back against like a team like the Indianapolis Colts, like they didn't have to throw the football in order to do that. And I think that you know if they are playing from behind, like they they do need Jalen Hurts to hit on some of those big chunk plays. I would say to get back into it. So I, I think we see them try to you know limit the number of possessions. Uh, you know, quote unquote, establish the run early on. And if they are successful doing that, like that's got to be the ideal path to the Eagles actually winning this game outright. So that's that's very much the matchup. Um, you know, I'm watching and it'll be interesting if, you know, Steve Spagnola kind of pivots and, and doesn't really kind of live in that too high cover shell against this particular team because they have been so good rushing the football and do have the offensive line to, you know, very much dominate and play bully ball. And if they do get ahead, make it really difficult to have, Patrick Mahomes get enough possessions, I would say, to come back.
0: Ben, one Bill's question. As someone that's looking at lines as much as you are, are you surprised that they are in look-ahead Super Bowl lines to next year? They are only behind the Chiefs, and in a lot of places they are right there with the Chiefs, ahead of the Bengals, uh, who they got beat thoroughly by in the playoffs. How surprised should Bill's fans be by that? It's also interesting, I don't know how interested you'll be in this, that it feels like Bills fans don't want to hear it. That they just went through a whole year as the Super Bowl favorite and then lost that way. I don't think they want to hear of of them being believed in like that. But I guess what goes into it from your perspective as to why they're only behind Kansas City.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of the re- the reason why from my perspective is is kind of like you said like they were the clear probably best team last year, you know, top to bottom. I would say they have the, you know, the pieces defensively, and a lot of the reason why I think they maybe you know, peaked at the wrong time or didn't really have it there in the playoffs was, you know, the injury situation. Not only, you know, in the secondary with, you know, a cluster array of injuries that kind of happened to them all season, but losing Von Miller and not really having Gregory Russo kind of emerge as an elite-type pass rusher I think really hindered them uh, and really hindered their secondary in a way in which they probably couldn't overcome in a lot of scenarios. And then, you know, outside of that, like they – they, they probably didn't get enough from the secondary receiver position outside of uh, Stephon Diggs and, and kind of re- needed to rely on Josh Allen uh, and his rushing ability even more so than what they have in previous years. So I, I think the the idea or narrative is that like the defense is very much going to be back into the fold. I think there is maybe some question about, you know, who who's actually com- going to be available and on that side, you know, starting next year. So I would probably be a little bit, you know, more pessimistic with than what the you know, the the betting market kinda of has them priced out right now, but they very much have the core in place and I still very much think like the, the, the trajectory with which Josh Allen can potentially play at is is very much as, you know, I would say still the second best player in football, um second best quarterback in football, but you know, arriving back at that destination is going to be difficult and it's going to take some time. So uh, I just think from top to bottom and looking at their roster and looking at the pieces that might be available, like they do slot in very close to the 49ers, Eagles, and Bengals. But uh, I think for my money right now, I would probably have them more in the middle of that tier than being at the front end of that tier.
4: Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Ben, thanks for the time. Enjoy the game and uh, good luck on the props and the squares. Thanks guys, have a great show. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. So, looking at, you know, the bills, now they stack up. Joe, I saw a You know, we we've got mock drafts, we've got mock schedules, mock th- everything mm-hmm. can be simulated. How about a mock Joe Burrow contract? Okay. You want one of those? Sure. So, I saw this retweeted, I believe it was Brad Spielberger of Pro Football also a pro football focus, right? Cap guy. Yeah. yeah. So a proposed contract extension for Joe Burrow and the numbers here. Think about the Bengals and how Brandon Bean talked about them and said, you know, we're paying our quarterback a lot. There are guys on a rookie deal. Jamar Chase on a rookie deal. If Burrow and Allen are to compete against each other for the next 10 years and Mahomes soon, they will all be on equal playing fields, making tons of money and the teams will have to work around them. Mm-hmm. The Bills are done with Allen's cheap portion of his contract. The Bengals still have a little bit of Burrow. We'll see what the contract is. Anyway, proposed extension for Joe Burrow, just guy kicking around numbers, eight years, $408 million. <laughs> what a number. $240 uh-huh. million in total guarantees. Uh-huh. $51 million average annual value, okay. $60
0: million signing bonus, borrowed $51 million average value. I, when you were going through that, I was doing the math wrong in my head. I thought we were about to be like $57, 8000000 per year. 51 51 240 guaranteed. It sounds right. I, it sounds right. It, it sounds like what's going to happen. Totally right? believable. And yeah. that'll make him the highest paid quarterback in football, which that's how it goes, right? Guys up. The 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 next guy whose turn it is is going to become the highest paid. Even Always. though that did that really happen with Allen? Didn't he come in under just under Mahomes? Just under Mahomes. Okay. And then Rodgers is was the highest paid now. So, okay. I feel like his is pretty straightforward as long as the Bengals don't don't get stupid because they're cheap. And I don't think they probably will. If they do that, it'll be with one of their receivers. So, I'm I'm actually more interested in Hurts and his contract than I am Burrow. I think Burrow, again, I think it's pretty straightforward. He'll be the highest paid quarterback in football. All that sounds exactly right. The Eagles, meanwhile, like is that the contract Jalen Hurts gets? Maybe. I don't know about 51. 50. No. I mean, no, Sta- Stafford once got paid the most in football. Matt Ryan once got paid the most. Flacco. Like,
4: the, the real question is, who will be the, the first to tweet Josh Allen's contract looks better by the day? <laughs> so we should, be, should I already be scheduling who it? can do it first
0: because um, the yeah.
4: simple passage of time yeah means that more guys get paid more it's good to have those guys in the books that's true about cousins also right as more deals gets thompson you know get your get your super talent signed early and long yeah although Allen, i would imagine is gonna find his way up near the top a couple more times redo a deal add money in i mean they listen if you think Allen's. Maybe he will play on this contract and never get another raise. The Bills had Stefan Diggs under contract and then just gave him a giant raise. Right. And they also did that with LaShawn McCoy when he was under contract. Don't you think at some point Josh Allen's yep. just going to be approached and like, hey, here's like thirty more million dollars. Thanks for being awesome. I would totally expect that.
0: At some point. Or even now. Just just it'll happen. It'll like happen. when Burrow goes to yeah.
4: fifty one. Did the do the Bills just say, hey, we're gonna move some stuff around and here, now you're making instead of forty one, now you're
0: making forty-nine. Yeah. It's very, very possible, if not likely, I would say. Well, Mahomes, Mahomes, I think, doesn't he have a mechanism in his contract that raises his his cap number or his amount of money paid as other quarterbacks get bigger contracts? Um Let's see. Yeah, Mahomes gets four hundred seventy seven million dollars in guarantee mechanisms over the life of his contract, um, and that is reflected by escalating guarantees in the league. So Mahomes kind of has that built into his deal that he'll get paid more as guys get paid more, but I think you're right that Allen will. Hurts, the other thing about him is I wonder if him winning the Super Bowl or not on Sunday actually will affect how much money he gets. Like, won't the Eagles be more willing to make him the highest-paid quarterback in football if he wins the Super Bowl? They won't care. We just won the Super Bowl. We can do whatever we want. And the Ravens did do that once with Flacco. Flacco was in a contract year, won the Super Bowl, and then he became the highest-paid quarterback in football. And if he hadn't won the Super Bowl, that probably wouldn't have happened.
4: I'm going through this very lengthy
0: Mahomes thing. Yeah, there's. A, I'm trying to read through it. There's like so much of it that I was trying to do the the summarized version, but. Something about a mechanism that it, it it does protect him to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in football, I think is the gist of it.
4: Yes, I think that's right. It's a, it is, <laughs> it's. it's a, I've got a full, too long. Didn't read co- yeah. column yeah. about here's how it works, and I'm still trying to find out how it works. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to figure it works. Let's get a break in, eight oh three oh five fifty. I do have to give you the most fun prop bet I've ever seen. Okay. Ever. Maybe we'll have time for it. I think we'll have time for it. John Mattis, score, joins us next. We'll talk a little hockey as well.
0: Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
3: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in
2: celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Meghan Trainer, L King.